Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? life to get right, you want to get on track, turn your eyes to heaven. Get your eyes on eternal things. Get your eyes on the King. Get your eyes on the Lord. Get your eyes off this world and all the junk of it, but get your eyes on Him. And another pet peeve, you know, you've heard pastors maybe in the past say, don't be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. That's just ridiculous. (laughs) The most heavenly minded person was Jesus Christ. Was He any earthly good? Okay. Get your eyes on heaven. And then you can be earthly good because you can share the gospel and you can be a blessing to those around you. But turn your eyes to heaven. Get your eyes on Jesus. But it says, and at the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven and my understanding returned to me. And I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever for his dominion is an everlasting dominion. And his kingdom is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. King Nebuchadnezzar gets it. We are nothing. Do you understand uh, the example? I love this. You know, our Milky Way galaxy is a little over 100 million light years across. If you just take what they know as the speed of light, even though it's changing all the time, 186,000 miles per second, and just think how long it would take you to travel across just the Milky Way galaxy over 100 million years, light years. It would take you over 100 million years just to travel across the Milky Way, our galaxy, which is just one of billions upon billions upon billions of galaxies that we know of. I want you to realize just how small and insignificant we really are. We are nothing, and yet the God of the universe loves us. The God of the universe came off his throne and became a man and died for us. We're insignificant in in the scope of things, and yet he loves us that much that he's willing to do this. And King Nebuchadnezzar sees that. He says he does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain his hand or say to him, what have you done? (laughs) At the same time, my reason returned to me. And for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and splendor returned to me. My counselors and nobles resorted to me. I was restored to my kingdom and excellent majesty was added to me. In verse 37, now I, Nebuchadnezzar, Praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all of whose works are truth and his ways justice. And those who walk in pride, he is able to put down. God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. Because pride is the very barrier that can keep us from receiving the free gift he has. Pride says, I can earn it. Pride says, I don't need it. Pride says a lot of things. But pride is the barrier to heaven. 
Pride is the root of every sin. Let God break you. I'm reminded of, in Revelation, those seven letters, we often talk about these as well, and those seven letters are powerful, and I'm going to finish with this. They are so powerful because they are seven letters written to seven churches of John's day, and they're awesome and amazing for those churches. They are seven letters that pertain to all the church of all time, but they're also seven letters when you lay them over church history. It's a prophetic timeline. And the last four of those churches appear to still be on the planet. Because each one of them have a promise or a warning about the tribulation and the rapture. Each one of them. And the very last one on the list is pointed to what we believe the last day's church, the apostate church, that has all this false doctrine. But notice, I want you to understand this. In Revelation 3, 17, Jesus tells us why they're in trouble. Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing. And do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Just like Nebuchadnezzar. They were rich and in need of nothing. They didn't realize how blind they were. And Jesus goes on in verse 18. Because he loves them, he says this, I counsel you to buy for me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich, and white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with salve that you may see. He's telling them, essentially, the best thing for you is a fiery trial that purifies gold. You don't understand that, but that's what you need. You need to be shook awake because you're, you think you're in need of nothing, but you're poor, you're blind, you're miserable, you're wretched, and you're naked. Would you want Jesus to say that about you? Verse 19, he says this, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. And then he says this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, notice, just like Nebuchadnezzar, it becomes personal. I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. It's a personal invitation. If you can relate to this last church, if you can relate to those who want to live in idleness and in riches, if you can relate to the person who's caught up in their pride and doesn't want to submit, today is the day. Don't keep holding on. Give in. He'll make it as easy on you as you let him. Because look at this promise. Verse 21 in Revelation 3, he says, To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Do you understand the promise that awaits us? I mean, this is just incredible to me, that we, that you and I, get to sit on the throne of heaven with our king. That we get to rule and reign with him. Do you understand the gift that is waiting you? Do you understand the reward that is waiting for you? And if you don't know him today, today is the day to give your life over to him. I didn't plan on this, but I have something in my notebook here. I hope you don't mind. I, <laughs> I want to finish with this instead. Um, there's a true story that's been summarized and simplified over the years, and so it's a little, it's a little preachy, but that's okay. This is a sermon, right? Um, I want to read it to you because I think God just put this on my heart. I think there's something here. There was a young man who was getting ready to graduate from college, and for many months he had admired a beautiful sports car in the dealer's showroom. And knowing that his father could well afford it, he told him that's all he wanted for graduation. And from the backstory, the father had become religious, and the son was somewhat annoyed by it. But the story moves on. 
As graduation day approached, the young man awaited signs that his father had purchased the car for him. Finally, on the day he was graduated, or he graduated, his father called him to his private study and told him how proud he was and that he was such a fine son and how proud he was that he finished well and he handed him a beautifully wrapped gift box. Curious but somewhat disappointed, the young man opened the box and found a lovely leather-bound Bible with his name embossed on it in gold. But he was so angry that he raised his voice to his father and said, With all of your money, you give me a Bible rather than the car I wanted? He threw the Bible down and stormed out of the house. Many years passed and they had a rocky relationship. He did become successful in business like his dad. He had a beautiful home and a wonderful family, but realized that his relationship with his father was not great. And so he reached out to him. But his father was suffering, had health issues, and before, ever, before he could visit his father, he got the phone call that his dad had passed away. He was then told he needed to come and take care of all of his father's things because his mother had passed away years earlier and his dad was all alone in the world. And when the son arrived at the father's house, sadness and regret filled his heart. He began to search through his father's important documents and saw the Bible that his father had given him for graduation many years earlier. The Bible looked brand new, just as it was. And with tears in his eyes, he opened the Bible and began to turn through the pages. And his father had carefully marked and underlined a verse in Matthew 7:11, which reads, And if ye being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father, which is in heaven, give to those who ask of him? As the son read those words, what also happened was a key fell from the back of the Bible. It had a tag on it with the car dealership name, the same dealer who... The son had wanted to buy the car for, or have the car from. He wanted it so badly for college graduation, but on the tag broke his heart because what it said were written these words, paid in full. You know, I was thinking about this just as I was preaching, and I knew I had this story in there. You know, sometimes we go through hard times, we go through trouble, and like this young man, we reject it. We get angry at God. Because we're going through another hard lesson or we're going through something else. But what we don't realize is it is the greatest gift we could ever imagine. That it's the very thing we always wanted. We pray, God, change me. Make me into this person you want me to be. And then we go through a trial or a tribulation or a hard time. And we're like, Lord, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> but know this. You have a God in heaven who knows what you need. He knows exactly what gift you need. And you may not see it as a gift now, but I promise you it's a gift. Let God have his way in your life, in your heart, in your mind, in your family. Let him have your way, his way in you. Don't, what in the world is worth holding on to? That argument? You want to win an argument? Fine. Put your pride down. Submit to God. Surrender to him. He has beautiful things for you. And he is the God that paid it in full. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the lessons of your book. God, without it, <laughs> I can't imagine where we'd be. And so, Lord, help it to, to move in our hearts and our minds and help us to be those who surrender to you, who give everything to you, Lord, and who receive the gifts that you have for us, Lord, with willing hearts. Lord, we praise you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website.
Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.